Hallelujah. Well, you know, that song comes from an old song. That song been around a while. I'm on the battlefield fighting for the Lord. Anybody feel like they're a soldier in the army of the Lord? Well, I'll tell you, people in the real world that are soldiers, special people, knowing that they could go into somewhere and lose their life and give their life willingly for some, for a country, for a people. I, everybody can't do that. But I can tell you what, you serve the Lord and join in that army. Don't worry about losing. The Lord ain't never lost a battle yet. Don't worry about losing. God's going to come through. You go into battle knowing no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's right. You go into that battle realizing that, hey, he's never lost. That he's given me power over all the power of the enemy. I said it before and I'll say it again. Don't be defeated by a lesser enemy. You know what that's called? That's called surrender. Because the only way the enemy is going to beat you is for you to give up. But they that trust in the Lord, they that believe in the Lord, woo, come on, the name of the Lord's a strong tower that the righteous going to run into and be saved. Huh. All the church is going to make it. Come on, give him a hand clap of praise in this house. Hallelujah. We're going to make it. We're going to make it in Jesus' name. Turn around, tell your neighbor, say, we're going to make it. Give him a high five. Say, we're going to make it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's give our choir and music a hand this morning. What a great job. Appreciate them. All of our media and sound, thank you for doing what you do and doing it so well, doing it with excellence. Again, to all of our visitors, some of our visiting home folk that we get to see every so often, we're so glad you're here today. Just love you very much. Glad you're able to worship with us and be in the house of the Lord today. And I'm going to try to just be as quick as I can today without rushing the Lord. I want to just uh, preach a little while and then we're going to get to baptize this precious young lady today excited about that if you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus and you're visiting today and you're wondering about that uh, I'll ask you a simple question do you believe in Jesus do you believe that he's the son of God that came and lived died for your sins rose from the dead that's coming back again one day do you believe in him well, if you do, the Bible says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, according to Paul. We're going to baptize this young lady today according to the scripture. And so if you'd like to be baptized today, so I didn't bring clothes. That's all right. We got robes and we have towels. And uh, here's water. One, one man said in the scripture, what's hindering me from being baptized? And I've realized over years that usually the only thing that stands between us and baptism is ourselves. Just us deciding to do it. So if you believe, you can. God's good. Amen. If you have your Bibles, real quick, Genesis 1, 
Genesis 1, verses 11 and 12, and then verse 29. Genesis 1 and 11, and God said, love it when God says it. If God says something, it's established. His word's forever settled. That's, I mean, it's not just there for record, because God said, my word will accomplish. That means his word is always doing whatever he said it would do. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass. As far as I know, grass is still growing. The herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. In verse 29 it says, And God said, Behold, I have given you, you and me, you know, the Bible says Eve is the mother of us all. And God's given a promise to these parents, Adam and Eve, and if it's unto them, then it's unto us because it's always been that way. When Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, he said, for the promise is unto you and to your children. He's not just giving some to the parents. He's got something that's going to move on down the line. And God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. Haggai 2 and 19 has a question. Is the seed yet in the barn? I want to preach for a few moments today on this, the power of the planted seed. The power of the planted seed. Would you pray with me for just a moment? Precious Jesus, we love you right now, and we thank you so much for your word. Lord God, we believe it's good seed. Let our hearts be good ground and let faith begin to produce, Lord. Lord, not at the end, but even in the beginning, let faith begin to move and produce in our people. Lord, that we might see your hand move, that we can see a demonstration of the Holy Ghost in this house today. We're going to give you praise and honor and glory. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise before you're seated. Give him a shout. Hallelujah. Shout. You may be seated. God bless you. The power of the planted seed. What we just read was uh, something God established and was giving. And even though it is concerning the natural, uh, it is also good for the spiritual. On the third day of creation, God created grass and herb yielding seed, fruit trees whose seed was in itself. It was God created and not man made. It was not manufactured by anybody and it was not produced in a factory. This was something that God has done. What he was saying is that uh, I want things to continue. And so he took fruit and, and when he made these, spoke these things into existence, he put something inside of them, seed, so that once that piece of fruit was gone, it could continue. 
that there could be something else following behind it. Uh, it has power to produce, to provide, and everything that uh, we would uh, love or need for food, it would come from that seed. That's what he was telling Adam and Eve. He said, I've made this, I've fixed this, I've created this here, and now I give it to you. God said, behold, I have given you every one of these things. And, and you know, I, I tell people, I say, if you ever want to test God's word, I say, just slice an apple in half. I said, and when you look down and see that seed, you can just, you're holding the true word of God in your hand. Cut an orange open and look and see those seeds and you, you're just looking at the fruit with the seed in it just like God's word said it would be. That is, it is like I said, whether it was in Eden or for all time, because his word's forever settled, it would be that way. God gave it to them and told them, what I'm giving you, it will always work. It will always provide. It will always give you what you need. I designed it to be that way. God has created it for them. He didn't want them to just, hey, well, we just ate all the fruit off that tree. There's nothing left. We can't grow. We can't produce. We can't get any bigger because there's nothing in this. Once we had it, it's gone. But I'm glad today that God's word is forever settled. And so today, the reason, hey, the reason you are seeing uh, fields of corn is because somebody didn't put the seed in the barn. The reason you see orchards with peaches and pears and figs or dates or whatever it might be is because there's seed that comes from that and somebody didn't leave this seed in the barn. That's what Haggai was asking. Is what God gave you that's got the ability to produce is it still in the barn? What have you done with the gift that God gave you? What have you done with the calling that God gave you? What have you done with the anointing that God gave you? Or what have you done with the word that God spoke to you? Because the scripture says his word is seed. And so where is the seed at today, saint? Where is the seed? Is it, uh, is it still in the barn? The question reminds us of the purpose of seed. It has to be planted to grow. To be what it was ever intended to be, to do what it was intended to do, it has to be planted. Stored seed is useless if it's never planted. You could buy you a pack of seeds from the feed store. And on the front would be a beautiful picture of watermelons, cantaloupe, whatever it is you want to plant. And you could stare at that picture all day and never taste watermelon or tomato or whatever it is you're going to plant. Never, you could think about what it tastes like. You could wish to taste it, but you'll never taste it until the seed gets out of the package, till the seed gets into the ground till it begins to grow, till it begins to produce, is the seed yet in the barn. There's power in the planted seed. And friend, I want to be everything that God wants me to be. And if his word is seed, and Mark declared that it was, that the sower was sowing seed, and the word is what he was sowing, that people have treated this book just like a pack of seeds. 
You can look at it. You can read about it. But until you get the seed out of the barn, <laughs> hey, let me tell you, you got to taste and see that the Lord is good. I don't want to treat this book, this, this book full of good seed. Uh, I don't want to treat it like a pack of seeds and, and just look at it and think about, hmm, that's the Bible. Oh, I know that there's something about Jesus in there. I want to experience what's in this book. If this book really is seed, then it has power to do something in my life. It has power to produce in my life. Let me tell you something. We are born again, the scripture says, not by corruptible seed, but by incorruptible, the word of God. Can I tell you today that your life will never get so bad that the word of God can't grow in it? It can change you. It can rearrange you. It can make you new. The word or the seed says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. I'm telling you today that the word of God has power to change you forever. Somebody ought to clap your hands and love him today. But is the seed still in the barn? David felt so strongly about living his life for God that he said, your word have I hid in my heart. I put that seed in my heart where it would be good ground so it would grow so that I might not sin against you. In other words, it'll be your word leading my life. David, he loved God's word. People like Job loved God's word, said, I have esteemed your words more than my necessary food because I know that I can eat uh, this food and get hungry again. Or like the woman at the well, I can drink this water and I'll get thirsty again. But once I take the word, once I hunger and thirst after righteousness, I shall be filled. I'm telling you today, the word has power in your life. But we've got to get the seed out of the barn. We've got to get the seed out of the four walls of the church. Come on, somebody. We need to be sowing, sowing seed, sowing seed, telling everybody we know. The Bible says, go and preach the gospel unto every creature. Why? Because it can change them. Because Jesus said, look, I came to save the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But how will they hear if no, you say, well, I, have, I don't have a card, so you know, I haven't really been called to preach. Ah. <laughs> don't, don't make me gag on that statement. I was preaching a long time before I got this card. Hey, the day I come out of the water and the next day I went to work, I was preaching. I didn't know much. All I knew to tell them was, hey, I repented. I went down in the water and something happened to me. And people said, well, I'd like to check that out. And people from my job started coming to my church saying, hey, let's see what's going on because he come in one day like this, he come in the next day like that. Something happened. It wasn't me. I was born again by the word of God. In the parable of the sower, he's not aiming the seed. Some of it fell on this ground. Some of it fell on that ground. Some of it landed here. Some of it landed there. It's not my job to pick and choose the audience. I just preach the word. 
The Bible said, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. Just preach the word. Where it falls, hey, it's up to the individual. Will you hear what the Spirit's saying? Will your heart be good ground? We ought to lift our hands right now and say, Lord, make this heart good ground. I want to hear what the Spirit's saying. I want this seed, I don't want this seed to stay wrapped up in a box. I don't want it to stay buried in, I don't want it in the barn, but I want it out. I want the power of the planted seed. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, a sack full of seed ain't good for nothing unless you plant it. You cannot feed people with seed. You can't produce and provide with stored seed. You can starve to death with the power to eat in your barns. You could have everything you needed to grow a crop, to grow, to make a harvest inside of you and starve to death. Oh, there's people, it's on their shelves, it's on their coffee tables, it's on their phones, it's on their tablets. Come on, it's everywhere. Uh, there's apps for it. There's, there's, it's just, you can get it anywhere. There's reading programs, all kind of things. But friend, none of that means anything unless you open it. Unless you get into it. Unless you say, speak to me, Lord. Show me. The Bible says we live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It's the seed. Because the seed has the power to produce Listen, everybody is born again by the word. Nobody, there's nobody on the planet ever from time existed where the new birth came into pass that they were born again by any other way. Because the scripture declares it. We're born again by the word of God. Peter was born again by the word of God. When he preached on the day of Pentecost, he preached the gospel. He preached the word. He sowed the seed. And then 3,000 more people were born again. Same way he was. Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And they that gladly received his word were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to the church that day. The same way it happened to them. That's why when you talk to somebody, give them the word. Plant the seed. That's the only way to get them born again. Don't try to come up and be creative and, and do all kinds of things that... And then you confuse them. Just tell them what the word of God says. Because the seed has the ability to reproduce. It has the ability. That's you know how other, other Christians are come to pass. People talking about the Lord. People testifying. People witnessing. That's how they come. Have you ever won anybody to the Lord? You did it by his word. Because the seed has the power in itself to do what it's supposed to do. It's an amazing revelation when we realize the power of the planted seed as it stands against the revelation of is your seed still in the barn. Listen, you cannot just bank on what's been stored. It must be sown. Hello? You stop your purpose whenever you... Won't plant. The Bible says if we sow sparingly, we reap sparingly. We've got to sow. You cannot just say, well, I've got all these years of knowledge and that's going to take me. You've got to use what God gave you. 
seed came from the fruit or vegetable of herb when it's consumed. Back then when people would, would they, they didn't go to the feed store to buy seed. But they would pull those apples down, eat them, whatever it was. They saved the seed so they could plant. But today we got people take one bite and be honest. What do you do with an apple? You got that little core and you see all them seeds? Trash. There'll never be anything else produced from that because the seed just went into the garbage. It's gone. A lot of people, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good, but a lot of people are taste and see and then do nothing. One bite, toss it. So, uh, listen, I, I think about this and then I ask myself, what has God given me? And what am I doing with what God gave me? What am I doing with it? What has he given me? And then what am I doing with it? The book of Ephesians tells us there's ministries given, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors. God called me to this. God gave me this. What am I doing with my calling? Am I, am I just wearing a title or am I doing what God, am I helping the kingdom grow? Am I helping my church survive? Am I, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? What am I doing or is the seed yet in the barn? In the book of Matthew 25, there's a parable where the, the, the master of the house leaves, the Lord of the house leaves, and he gives to his servants five talents, another two, and then one. The, one, the guy that had one talent, you know what he did? He hid it. He told the Lord when he got back, he said, I knew what kind of man you were, so I hid it. I hid it. I didn't do anything with it. I just stored it. I just put it somewhere and then didn't use it for anything. The guy that had five, he doubled it. The guy that had two, he doubled it because what he gave them had the ability to reproduce, to grow, to be something. And so it, it was the same with the guy that had one, but all he had to show was what it was given I do not want the Lord to come back and say, you look exactly like you did on the day I called you. Friend, I, I want to be better. I want to grow. The Bible says in Romans that he's given to every man the measure of faith. I want to take this measure of faith and do something with it. I don't want to leave the seed in the barn. It won't work. I'm talking to you in here today, saints. You hear what I'm saying? There's no more time to be sitting on the sidelines. Uh, you're, you're not the middleman for miracles. Uh, hello? Uh, God wants to work through us. God, the Lord told his disciples, he said, the things I have done you're going to do and greater things shall you do. I'm not just the middleman saying, hey, let me tell you how to be better. I've got to be better. I've got to show somebody how to be better. I've got to get, I've got to get, the Bible says, if you put your hands to the plow, Hey, that, that indicates some work. Why, why would you plow a field? Just to plow it? No, because I want to plant some seed. I'm not going to put my hand on the plow and then look back at the house, looking back at the couch, looking back at the bed, uh, looking back at just sitting around and taking it easy. I want to plant what God's given me. I want to sow words of faith. I want to help some words of comfort and peace. I want to let somebody know that it does not matter where you are today. There is power in what God has given for you to be better. Do not sit there and think, well, it's for everybody else but not me because I've done this and I've done that or I'm not good enough. You are what you need to be. Listen, he made us from the earth 
so he could sow seed into us so we could grow and flourish and be better to be what he called us to be. I tell you, I know, I know, I could not have imagined that I would have ever been here. I would have never thought in my young life that I would have ever stood in a pulpit, opened the Bible, preached, baptized people, prayed for people, watched miracles, signs, and wonders. I did not live the life. I, I was not good. I, I was not righteous. I was not holy. I was not raised in the altars. Friend, I, was, I, I spent my time in bars. I spent my time in bad places, and, and I I spent my time not knowing where I was at half the time. I know what it's like to live outside and live in the world and to just let this world consume you. But friend, I tell you that the word of God worked when I found my way to an altar. You want to know what moved me that night? It wasn't, hey, the music was going, people were dancing, people were falling out in the floor. But you want to know what pulled me to the altar that night? It was God sending his word. I had made a statement the night before in talking to somebody. I had made my mind up. I will not come back to church. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I'm not going to just go and party on Friday and Saturday and show up on Sunday and act like everything's all right. Not going back. I said, I know it's good to go to church. I know it's good to serve the Lord. But I can't do it. And the next night, I did go to church. And on a Wednesday night, January the 13th, 1993, the Lord began to move on me. And while that spirit was moving, he, he spoke a scripture into uh, our Aunt Rebecca. She was playing the organ and she stopped the music for a moment. She said, the Lord gave me this scripture for somebody. It said, it's James 4 and 17. It said, and if a man knew to do good and do it not, to him it's sin. Man, I'm telling you, when I heard that, the Lord just whispered in my ear, said, I heard you last night. And that's my answer. It was his word. What are you going to do about it? I didn't leave it in the barn. But I run to the altar. And I threw my hands up. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know what to say. But it just fell in the altar, crying, squalling. Didn't know what to do. All I knew was that God had me. So I said, what was going on? I don't know, but God had me. How you know it was God? I don't know the way any creation knows the creator, I guess. All I knew that it was God. And I said, something's moving inside of me. Something's got me. Something's happening to me. And it's happening because of that word. And they said, people say, just give it all. People were instructing me, telling me scripture, repent, repent. So I'm repenting, man. I'm, I don't, hey, you need to be baptized. I'd been there long enough. I'd heard it. Be baptized. I jumped up, grabbed my pastor. I said, I want to get baptized. When? Right now. Because I don't want the Lord to come back with the seed in the barn. I've heard the commandment. I know what it says. I don't want to leave that commandment in the barn. So take me to the water. So he took me to the water, baptized me that night. My sins were washed away. Friend, and I've been doing my best to live my life for Jesus ever since. So don't tell me. Don't tell me that Jesus can't change your life because you're looking at someone whose life was changed. Listen. I've lied, I've cheated, I've fought, I've been mean, I've been ugly, I've drank, I've smoked, I've done anything I could do under the sun. And let me tell you, Jesus washed it all away with his word. Faith in God, that word, when it gets out of the barn, whoo, it'll change your life forever. 
Jesus said this in Matthew 17 and 20. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. That's where we got to, woo, right there. God, get this unbelief out of me. Unbelief will keep seed in the barn. Let's lift our hands for just a minute. Lord, right now let faith move in this room. Lord, I rebuke any doubt, any spirit of unbelief that would try to lie to somebody and tell them you can't have it, you can't be healed, you can't be filled, you can't be changed. That's not true. That's a lie of the enemy. But I believe your word, God, that if any man be in you, he's a new creature. So let faith loosen this building right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you believe it right now, if you feel it right now, go and clap your hands. I feel the unbelief just slipping away. I believe God's doing something in this house right now. Right now. Jesus went on to say, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith, as a grain of mustard. Ah, mustard seed. You shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Listen, faith is not a magic word, faith is a lifestyle. The just shall live by faith. And we love that verse about moving mountains. It gives us hope. It gives us visions of victory. And it's probably one of the most frustrating scriptures ever at times because it seems like we pray and nothing's going on. For the principle of it to work, we must realize the power of sown or planted seed as opposed to stored seed. Because I can read it and hold it, and store it, and never ask. The scripture says you have not because you ask not. You know, sometimes people hear that word preached, but they're, they feel too humble to ask, too ashamed to ask, so unworthy to approach the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But he said, you can come boldly before the throne to find help in your time of need. Friend, let me tell you, Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. He said, they that are whole don't need a physician. Let me tell you, he came to save sinners. Jesus receiveth sinners. He came to save us, the worst of us, and the best of us, because we all have to have it. There's power in the planted seed. I love this part, Matthew 13, 31 through 33. The Lord put forth another parable. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed. So there's the seed. He says, which a man took and sowed in his field. Now indeed, this is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs. It becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. He said, a man has the seed, but he's not going to hold it. He's going to sow it. He sowed it into his field. 
He sowed it into his life. He sowed it into his job. He sowed it into his marriage. He's, come on, somebody. He, he sowed it into his ministry. He sowed it into his church. He sowed it into his community. He sowed it into his university. He sowed it into his elementary school, to his high school. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, he's telling me right here the power of that sown seed. He said, it might seem like it's the least and people might look at you like you're the least, but you just keep on sowing that seed of faith. And he said, it will grow into a tree. It'll be so large. It'll spread out so big that the birds of the air come and lodge in it. A mustard tree can grow from anywhere to six foot to 20 foot and then spread out 20 foot. In ideal conditions, it can reach 30 foot. Oh, that tells me something. That you can grow to the height. You'll grow to the height that you let yourself grow. I don't want to be a little sapling forever. I want to keep on reaching. He said, ideal conditions. Man, I want to make sure I'm reading, I'm praying, I'm studying, I'm fasting, I'm seeking. He said, seek first the kingdom of God. All these things will be added to you. Come on, hunger and thirst after righteousness, you're going to be filled. There's scripture after scripture for our provision. If, you, if you're willing and obedient, you're going to eat the good of the land. Friend, I want to start putting these scriptures to use in my life. I want to get them out of the pack and get them into my life. Because I, I want ideal conditions in my life. I want to grow to the height that I can go to. I, I want to bypass what's Average. That's the average. Twenty feet's the average mature height. But ideal conditions, uh, you can just keep. I don't want to be average. God didn't call us just to be average. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. We're made in His image. And I don't care how smart you are, and I don't care how rich you are, and I don't care how bad you've been. Jesus wants to make you better. And uh, He. Hey, he took little old fishermen and turned the world upside down with them. Matthew was a tax collector, but he, used, he was despised and hated in his culture, but God used him uh, to write this gospel that we're reading from right now. Let me tell you, don't tell me God can't take your life and make something great out of it. That's the power of the planted seed. Uh, hey, I'm sowing right now. Uh, it's hitting. It's hitting. I, I hope it's not hard ground. I hope it's not stony ground. Uh, I, I hope it's not ground eat up with briars and weeds, but I hope it's good ground because I want you to grow and I want you to flourish and I want you to be the best that you could ever be for God. But it's been this way so long, I don't know if it can change. You know, I've driven by pieces of land. We live out in the country, and so, you know, you go by and you go by, and for a long time, there's just nothing out there, just field, just grass. Then one day you come by, and it's nothing but dirt. You come by about two weeks later, and there's little green things popping up out of the ground. Come out a couple of weeks, big corn stalks everywhere. It's amazing how quick the landscape changes because somebody planted seed. You'd be surprised how your life would change. The Bible says for us to break up the fallow ground. That's that hard, tough ground. Break it up so that the seed can find good ground and, and root and grow and flourish. You'd be surprised at how different you'll look, how different your life will look, how different your outlook will be 
through the power of the planted seed. The seed is most powerful when it is sown. The Lord said, I have given you every, I've given it to you. I've given you every herb that bears seed. I've given you every fruit that bears, I've given you seed. What are you doing with it? If you've read this Bible from one end to the other, you've been given seed. If you have sat in a church service and heard a man of God preach this word, you have been given seed. If God ever spoke to you in prayer and, and told you things or a man of God ever prayed over you and prophesied to you and spoke things, you've been given seed. But what are we doing with the seed? The Bible says faith without works is dead. I don't want to be dead like that. <laughs> I don't want to be dead like that. I want to be what God wants me to be. I want. Uh, I know that Jesus said in one place that the the seed, or the, maybe Paul wrote this one place in, in Corinthians. He said that the body that is sown is not the body that pops up out of the ground. If you throw a corn or apple seed in the ground, it's not a giant apple seed that grows up out of the ground. It's a tree. He said, whatever comes up is not what's planted. You're going to look different. The seed is the word, and when it goes in, it's going to make you different. But he said, don't you know that that seed has to go into the ground and it has to die first before it can become? That's why the scripture says we're born again. Not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, the word of God. Repentance, Acts 2.38, repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, being filled with the Holy Ghost, plan of salvation. Repentance is, is death. You're dying out to the life you lived. You're, you're repenting of that life. You're turning from it. You're dying. Baptism, that's, what do you do with dead things? You bury it. And then Paul said in Romans 6, when he described it, he said, we are buried with him in baptism into death. But we're raised up to walk in newness of life. Our new birth experience, being born of water and of the Spirit, like Jesus said in John 3, our new birth, repentance, buried in the water, filled with the Holy Ghost, born of water, born of the Spirit. We're buried and we rise up. We're sown when we rise up. It changes us. Listen, it's good to have faith, but it's better to use it. A lot of people got faith, but friend, faith without works is dead. And once we've got the word, you can have faith, but it can be dead. Because faith comes by hearing. Nothing can stop that. Because I know people that have been preached to and they've heard it and they're like, I believe that. Because I, I believed it, but I was like, I just can't do it. And for years I didn't do it. You can put it off and store it up. But you know what you, usually you do? You forget about it. You ever opened up, anybody got a junk drawer, junk drawer in their kitchen? Have you ever opened it up and cleaned it out one day and where did I get this pack of seed from? Why did we used to always buy seeds? I'm not a gardener, but 
But somehow or another, either somebody gives it to you or you get it somewhere, you get this little itch. Hey, I think I'll plant something. You never do. And it's been years, and there's that seed, just like it was. It never produced the first cantaloupe, watermelon, whatever. You could just, you think, man, I could have had all those good watermelons in the summer. Yeah, you could have if you'd have planted it. But you know what? Our life could be so much better if we would take this seed right here and plant it right here. Put it on the inside. Hide, hide the word. Hide that word inside and then live by it. Because when you plant it, don't, don't just store it. Plant it. Don't store it. Plant it so it'll grow, so it'll flourish, so you'll be what you're supposed to be. We cannot show the world what we have until we plant what we've got. Then it'll grow and be obvious to everybody. He said, sow that faith. Sometimes we just think faith is only for situation. But faith is our life. And so we think I only have to pull out faith whenever some, I only pull out faith when people get sick. How many times do you actually run into sick people? Or I only pull out faith whenever I'm having money problems. Or I only pull out faith when I'm feeling sad. Or you know, The Bible says I live by faith. So I use faith when I'm happy, faith when I'm sad, faith when I'm sick, faith when I'm well. I live by faith. That's my life. So I don't want to just uh, take faith and never use it. I don't want to have faith to be down. I don't want, because uh, faith without works is dead. So I can hear and have it and then just hold it and it dies. And it's not good for anything. Friend, I want the power of the planted seed in my life. Would you stand with me this morning? Before we just give a call for the altar, we're going to pray for faith one more time. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. I want you to hear something. In the book of Mark, and I didn't give you this, sis, so don't worry, you don't have to worry about this. This, this is scripture. It's Mark 16. It says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. This is Jesus talking now. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That's the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. That scripture should inspire faith in you. Or I could turn to the book of James and read you at the end of the book of James how he said that, is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he hath committed sins, they shall be forgiven. That's the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. 
Now, hearing those words today and hearing these other words that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Acts 2.38 Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He went on to say, For the promises unto you, to your children, and all who are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's the word. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word. I can just keep quoting scripture for any part of your life. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I, the Lord, build the waste places. Come on, somebody. Scripture after scripture that is intended to produce faith is seed. And seed that is sown is intended to produce and grow and make a harvest in our lives. If you've received even the grain of mustard seed faith today, won't you lift your hands for a moment? Because if you'll sow it into your field, if you've heard something today that you realize, hey, I received that. I believe that. I'm going to sow that into my life. I will be better. I will be healed. I will overcome. I will be that new creature. Won't you just start speaking a word of faith out right now? This situation is going to be better. My body's going to be better. My family's going to be better. My life's going to be better. I thought it was falling apart, but it was just God breaking up some ground. It's just God breaking up some ground so the seed can work. I want the seed to work. Lord, right now, let faith be released in this room. Faith for healing, faith for deliverance. Oh, let somebody see the goodness of God that it might lead them to repentance today. That they see that you love them no matter what they've done. Lord, you see the secret things. You see the hidden things. You know where we've been. You know who we are. But today, let them have faith to break out of that shell. Let them have faith today to break out of those chains. Now I'm going to open these altars up and everybody that would, if you want something different in your life today, if you've received the word of faith today, won't you come believing it right now? If you want healing in your body, I want you to come down and tell one of your brothers or sisters if you need a healing because the Bible says it. They that believe can lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. Tell your brother and sister, I need a healing in my body. And brother and sister, lay your hands on them according to the word of God. And in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, let healing be released in this house. If somebody needs to pray a prayer of penance, my friend, pray with them and assure them today that God's listening. Somebody needs a change in their life today, you tell them God will change your life today. If you need the Holy Ghost, like the Bible says, 
You can lift your hands right where you are. And if you believe the Lord, He'll fill you with His Spirit right where you are today. Jesus, by your power. Come on,
welcome to continue praying today. I want those that are praying to continue praying. Jordan's family can come up here to the baptistry if you want to do that. You're welcome to. And we're going to continue. We're not going to stop this yet. We're not, we're not halting the service to do this. We're just welcoming her family, friends, whoever want to come up here. We're going to baptize Jordan in Jesus' name. We're going to continue with altar call, though. Those that are praying, continue to pray. The Lord's speaking to us in all kinds of different ways today. Get what you need from the Lord right now. That's faith at work, church. Can we clap our hands and rejoice with our sister today? This is what I want us to do right now as a church. I want everyone to lift your hands. God has been moving in the realm of faith in our services here lately. I wish, I promise you, me and Pastor didn't swap notes from Friday night until today. But if you were there Friday night, you know the Lord's trying to speak something. The Lord's trying to get us to step from little faith to great faith. And so, Pastor talked about that word today. And I, I talked even Friday night about how what, what the Lord, what was great faith to the Lord was that centurion saying, I just need your word. He said, you don't even have to come. I just need your word. And I believe it'll be done. And then Pastor talked about that word today. How many can believe that we can step into a place where we just believe the Word and then great faith will begin to operate? I don't have to have anything else. I don't have to have it all just ideal. I don't have, I have to have every puzzle piece. But I believe the Word of God can go forth and then great faith can operate. Does anybody believe that? I want us right now one more time as a church. I want you to lift your hands. Maybe take the hand of the one next to you if you want to, but lift it up. And I want you, let, let's press together into that realm of great faith. How many believe the Word of God? I, I believe that the Word of God will do what it's meant to do. I believe if He said it, 
it'll happen. I believe if he said it, nothing shall be impossible unto me. We shall lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Speak with new tongues. Cast out devils. Anything the Lord said, we can do it. We can see it. All I need is the word. Somebody press into that dimension of faith right now. Come on, I'm asking you for another minute. Can somebody with the Holy Ghost just pray in the Holy Ghost? Somebody lift your voice and press from little faith to great faith. Sing that to the Lord. If you said it, I believe it. You make a way. All I need is your word. I believe, God. Somebody say, be it unto me according to thy word. operating right now. Can you stretch your hands this way? That seed's already starting to grow in somebody right now. Come on, church. Let's just press a little further. Come on, church. God can do anything. Let's keep praying. Keep pressing.
to lift your hands and just love the Lord, church. Come on, if you don't believe the Word of God works, uh, you're not paying attention in this service. Uh, Just lift your hands and love the Lord, church. If you're in a hurry, that's okay, but we're going to linger for just another moment and love the Lord. The Lord has confirmed His Word with signs following today. God's still moving in this service right now. Come on, look around. You might see somebody praying. Why don't you stretch your hands that way? Don't you believe God can do anything? God's taking us from little faith to great faith. If He said it, I believe it.
Tschüss.